0: 30 minute reviews. I am Adam and how is everyone doing on this fine Friday morning? Um Let's just Tenet, *Tenet*, uh, a movie that, you know, there was a, a a large amount of hype um surrounding it before the uh before its release. Uh then the pandemic happened. And I, I'm not going to say it wasn't one of my most anticipated movies of 20, uh, 2020, I was very much looking forward to this, um, because I I love the work Christopher Nolan, I've always, you know, been a big booster of his, and not that he needs it, from a, you know, from a second class podcast, which very people have actually heard of, but what I'm saying is, I've always, you know, I've always loved his work, um, and, you know, when I heard there was another movie coming out, I was like, oh, cool, I will definitely go see this in theaters. Um, Then the pandemic hit, and the theater shut down. And Christopher Nolan got all pissy about, you know, how his movie has to come out in theaters and how people have to go and see his movie as soon as possible and, you know, all of that. And he didn't think that could come off the best. And, like, had any other director who had more of a history of, you know, being pissy and acting like a baby over nonsense um, done this... The news wouldn't have been quite so, you know, accepting of this behavior. Like I, I, I think like, if a U.A. Bowl did this, or uh, if a uh, or a Kevin Smith did this, um, the 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 entertainment news wouldn't have been quite so quick to be like, oh, hang on, hang on, he might have something here. Um, because that's the thing It's like, I think even if, like, the Russos did it with Cherry And they were like, you have to see this movie in theaters It's like, there's a fucking pandemic, dude Just calm down It's like, we can wait But because it's Christopher Nolan And no one really wants to piss off Christopher Nolan Because he's really one of the few auteur directors That we have alive today You know, actually working Like, it's like him, Wynn Tarantino It's like, he's one of the few that you can watch his movies He has a unique style and storytelling, you know, ability And, you know, all of that Um, and the movie comes out, and it bombs. Because, you know, there's a pandemic. There was a pandemic. I mean, we're about done with it now, but there was a pandemic. And we are now in, what's it called? We are now onto, you know, we're now out of it. And had that movie waited, and was a summer movie this year, maybe it wouldn't have done so poorly. Maybe it wouldn't have, you know been as a catastrophic failure at the box office but here's the thing I think to say that this is the movie that would have quote saved cinema unquote which is I believe the exact phrasing that a lot of people were using regarding what this movie is going to do um, to the industry when it gets released I, I don't believe that and, and obvious I mean it's obvious now with the benefit of hindsight where we can say like look This movie didn't do well in theaters I think part of the problem is Like He was right I I will give Nolan this He was right When he said um, You have to see this movie in theaters Because watching a movie in theaters Has one added thing On top of the You know The better sound And video quality On top of the The communal experience It does Force you The, The social contract Of going to the movie theater Does force you To sit down And watch the movie and, you know, for that two and a half hours, you are now, this is your life for two and a half hours. You are watching this screen. Um, so I've always found that watching a movie in theaters, for me, gives me a better viewing experience because I'm not distracted. I'm not on my phone while I'm in the movie theater, but if I'm at home, I'm on my phone. I mean, not so much with this one because I watched this movie the way that, you know, no one intended it on my Galaxy, uh, <laughs> S whatever fe or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I sat I sat there watching it on a ten uh, inch screen. Um, so I will give them that. I will give him. I was not on my phone or doing anything else while I was watching this movie. Um, that said, I did get up a few times um, and I, I got to get water and you know stuff like that. Things that I wouldn't do in a movie theater um, during a movie, and you know because I would if I go to the movies, I will get a large soda. And, if you listen to this podcast, you know my soda test If I finished the, the soda before the end of the movie Then your the movie was not engaging enough um, And that way i have to get up again um, I'll go to the bathroom before I start the movie But if I'm watching in my living room or my bed or anything like that Where the, the bathroom is 10 feet away And I can either pause it or I can bring my phone with me um, To go somewhere um, I will do that um, or if I'm going in the kitchen and it's still in the line sight of the television, I'll just, you know, leave it running, and it, it, it does take away from the experience. Because in a movie that's exposition heavy, which this movie is, and, and that's that's part of the problem, is that this movie requires—it's like, I, I remember hearing the story of the meeting where Spielberg and Lucas and Kasdan and all them sat down— sat down and discussed the, uh, what's it called, the making of, um, what was that? Razor the Lost Ark. And they talked about how they would have to sit there and, and basically just lay the pipe. Be like, this is the, you know, the the foundation of the story. We're just going to have to dish out a ton of um, exposition to to make sure that the story flows properly. this from the beginning, uh, so that way everyone's on the same page and it's basically bringing the audience up to speed and I've, I've talked about this too where I've heard in interviews you know there have been lines that bothered me that bother me less now um which are like um what was it like, like say like in um Endgame when they take a minute and ...you know, Hulk explains why he can wear the gauntlet. Um, or they explain why, um... Like, in in The in the Flash, because it is a lot where it's like... I'm thinking back to, like, Season 2, Episode, like, 16, I think it was... ...where the Reverse Flash comes back. And it's Matt Ledger instead of, um, Tom Cavanaugh. And he, um... He talks to... Uh, before they send him back to his time... Um... Joe takes Barry aside and goes... Um... This... Right here... What we're watching right now... Is his origin story. This is the moment... Where he finds... is now finding out... Who everyone is. Um... So that way he can... Um... That way he can... Be, become the person who turns you into... You... Down the line. And... It, it's such a great sentiment... But I always... Anytime I would see that, I'd be like, you know, why not let the audience figure that out for themselves? And the reason that you do that, I found out later, is that you want these little moments in your in your movie or your TV show because it brings the audience up to speed, makes sure that you haven't lost anyone. This movie doesn't have that moment at any point. At any point, you are sitting there and you are basically left to your own devices, and it's like, if you get it, you get it; if you don't, you don't. And 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 if you're watching the movie in a theater, that's fine. Because you are committed to that two and a half hours. You have bought your ticket. You are in the theater. That is your life. Um, like, that is who you are. Um, the issue is, if you look at, like, you know, other movies, like, um, this asshole, only infinity trying to get around me. Um, if you look at, like, um, yeah, see, great, you did that. You 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 risked an accident with a Maserati, re- almost ran into a Maserati, to get directly in front of me, stop the same traffic light. Good job, buddy. Um, so, like, what was I saying? Like that, this movie needs that. Like, take a breath. Let's explain everything. And for the record, an establishing shot does not count as a breath. Um, because that's what this movie kind of has It has these establishing shots that are like Oh, cool, okay, now this is where we are And it's like, it doesn't help me, the viewer comprehend what I just watched Because if you're going to take what I I just watched And then throw me into the next thing It kind of doesn't help me, you know Make an informed, like, judgment about what I watched Or, you know, even give me the opportunity to be like Oh, I understand what's happening Because it's a confusing-ass movie and if you're watching it in the theaters, then I think this is a movie that, I, even if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't think the movie would have done particularly well. I don't think that this is a movie where people would have been like, you have to rush out and see this right now, because it's a confusing-ass movie, and I think a lot of it would benefit from being able to rewind and pause and, you know, take a minute to understand what you're actually trying to explain. I mean, it gets to the point where it's like, the main character doesn't even have a name, Referred to as the protagonist, which is what he's referred to in the credits, until about a half hour into the movie. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of The Last Airbender in that regard, where Ang's name, I'm sorry, Ong's name is not said until about 40 minutes into the movie. That's insane. Because it's, it, it's about what's the most important piece of information here. If we're going to criticize The Last Airbender for that, no one shouldn't be above that criticism. I'm sorry. But if we, like, the, the character's name is, like, the most bare, like, basic piece of information to humanize it. Like, and the fact that we don't we get through the entire movie and the character doesn't have a name, and there's no clear reason why he, like, even James Bond has a fucking name. Like, everything about this movie bombing Falls entirely on the shoulders of Nolan And then for him to get all pissy about Like, okay, we're gonna put stuff on HBO Max now And it's like, well, why? Well, why the fuck do you think? Like, what the fuck? It's entirely your fault You insisted that this movie has to go out in theaters And and because of that Now everyone else is, like uh, uh, Like, I'm actually so, like, annoyed That this is the movie that he's like This is a masterpiece It's not even, like I, I think back when I was watching this, I was thinking back to Inception, which is only similar in so much as it's a high science fiction kind of, like, action movie, where they use a high science fiction concept to explain um, what's going on and, and to to execute whatever mission they're trying to do. And I think that that's the, like, you know, the, the ultimate issue here is that I'm watching this, and I, I'm do- it's like Inception at least made sense. Inception at least gave you an opportunity to understand what you wa- were watching. So that way you were, like? It wasn't confusing to watch. Like, I talked to someone when I was said I was going to watch Tenet, and it's like, this this is what I sat down to watch. Like, even movies with crossing timelines, um, where you know there are three different stages of time happening. Um, like Dunkirk Still made sense This is just a misfire And that's fine As a director You're allowed to not be perfect You're allowed to fuck up once in a while And you're allowed to put out a shitty movie But the issue is You gotta take a fucking note once in a while Like Not every movie you make is gonna be a masterpiece Oh Another one of my favorites Oh never mind. it's a graduation I-, I found I live on Long Island so one of the things I found lately is people writing conspiracy theories on the back and side of their car. Um, so I mean, I think that's a little bit much for a preschool graduation, but um, like yesterday I saw one about you know a conspiracy theory about the shooting of Ashley Babbitt, and it's like, all right, cool. And uh, so I, I, I'm watching this and it, like. I think that it's like you don't have to have a perfect track record as a director. Um, And it's like, you know, placing the blame on the viewer after, you know, your movie comes out and your movie doesn't resonate. It's not their fault that the movie wasn't good. It's your fault. Especially when you're a director like Tarantino... Or you're a director like Nolan in this case... Like... If you are Nolan... This movie falls squarely on your soul, on your shoulders... Because you directed it... And you wrote it... It is yours... Um... I'm just like... I'm, I'm just so... Appalled... And I understand completely when one of us like... Hey, 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 Chris... Chris, Chris... But... Maybe let's wait... Um, and, and, wait until the, the, pandemic's over so we can get people in the theater to watch this. Because this is not gonna do well at home viewing. Um, and he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do, like, put it at him? Like, like, who the fuck does he think he is? Like, you make the fucking Dark Knight, you think you're the fucking greatest thing on the planet. Like, And and to this day, I will maintain that The Dark Knight is not the most rewatchable superhero movie on the planet. It may be the best for an initial viewing, but I don't think there's any Christopher Nolan movie that really does well on repeat viewings. In fact, this might be the only one that does better on repeat viewings than previous ones. Because, like, I've never had any desire to go back and watch Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. I've never had any, like, desire to go back and watch Dunkirk or Inception or... The only one I've ever wanted to rewatch is The Prestige. Um but they're one and done. There are plenty of movies that I've seen that are, you know, great movies that I will sit down and rewatch. I'll re watch Pulp Fiction. Um, I will rewatch um like Hateful Eight. I will rewatch um like Logan. Um Infinity War. I will rewatch all of these movies. But I will not rewatch um like like this, like I've like if I see The Dark Knights on I have no interest in watching it. And it's like I, I just like nothing of Nolan's ever strikes me as something that like if I see it on TV I have to watch it. Um and, and and that's, you know, it's not necessarily a problem. But it's like I've seen it once and you know, I don't need to really see it again. And it's like I have them all on DVD if I really want to, but I haven't rewatched them. Um I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I feel like... I feel like this movie, you know... This the movie that was going to save cinemas. Bold. Like... If... If, like, a crowd-pleasing movie... Like, this is a movie that makes you, you know, not think. Because to say it makes you think is disingenuous... Because all the science is kind of, you know, mapped out for you early on. Like, we have a ve- there's a very early, you know, like, explanation about what everything is, how it all works, and then you're like, all right, cool, have a great trip on this, you know, excursion of a movie, and then you're like, all right, peace, and, you know, you head out on your, on, on your, your little trip, and I don't quite understand, like, I, I like, Like, as long as that's explained to you, and you're like, oh, that's how this works. But, like, there's just so many things happen in a row. Like, bang, 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 bang. bang, And there's no breathing room between any of it. It's like, it's like taking a college class. Where it's like, you're just gonna get through all the material by the end of the semester. And it's like, that's entirely what this movie is. You're just sitting there. It's like, there's a lot, like... It's, it's like that, like I said, that scene in Indiana Jones when gets laying the story pipe for, for an entire movie. And it's like, it's like, and that's not a good thing. You can have breathless action where you don't really get a break in between it, like John Wick or The Raid or, you know, even to an extent Infinity War. But Infinity War had breathing moments. But, you know, if you, if you go through and you look at this, it's like this doesn't have that Few you to collect your thoughts or recoup and figure out where you are in the story. Um So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, if you're really so inclined to- oh, and by the way, in, in a year that, you know, special effects were, were more widely used in movies, if we had more um, good movies come out with better visual effects, this movie would not have won best visual effects, I'm sorry. Um, and also, if there was any justice in the world, this movie wouldn't have won best visual effects purely because, you know, like nothing in this movie looks special. Nothing at all. It's like like it's you, you ran the film backwards uh in CGI that footage and t- like there's nothing special about that. Like we've seen we've seen shit like this for a long time. Um Just kind of, you know Confused about how everything Kind of works Um, and why we Why this movie, you know At least it wasn't acclaimed By audiences, I don't think Um On that note, we will wrap up there Um, we'll be back with another episode Um, next week Let me see what movie we're gonna do To our random Picking app picking up movies, choose names, choose, never, rarely, sometimes, always, another movie from last year that was very highly acclaimed, I think this is a streaming exclusive, I'm not 100% off the top of my head, but, you know, um, I think that's on Netflix, which is great, um, I gotta rip my Netflix subscription then, um, so, we'll be back with that next week, have a great rest of your week.